0: Hi, I'm Ali Tarek, and I'm the lead prototyper at Manulife Red Lab. And you're listening to the App Guy Podcast. The App Guy Podcast, straight from your host, Paul the App Guy, sharing his app entrepreneur journey with you
1: for your enjoyment. And now, Paul the App Guy.
0: Welcome to another episode of the App Guy Podcast. I am your host, it's Paul Kemp. Uh, Again, I re-emphasize that we do go around the world to find the best entrepreneurs who are working in the app world to help you. And so uh, that doesn't mean it's just Silicon Valley in New York. It does mean that we actually go uh, into some great entrepreneurial parts of Europe. And so it's uh, the turn of uh, Denmark now. And uh, I have a wonderful uh, founder now, before I just make the introduction, I have to say that one of the big themes of this show is that we solve real big problems. We've learned from all the successful guests that one of the biggest things is to solve a big problem. And the, the problem are uh, at the moment is that there's just too many cars on the road and the cost of driving is really expensive. So I reached out to the founder or co-founder of Haxi.me. So that's the website H-A-X-I Haxi.me and uh, his name is uh, Alexander Soenda. Uh, he's the co-founder and uh, he's going to talk to us about Haxi.me. So, Alexander, welcome to the App Guy podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh,
0: well, uh, it, you are trying to solve the, the world's big problem, aren't you, with this uh, car pooling? How's it going?
1: Well, it's going uh, really well in uh, in Norway and Denmark. Uh, we started out in um, a small city named Stavanger in uh, in Norway on the West Coast. Um, and we actually started out uh, with a Facebook group, Um um it was uh, yeah, it was created around the idea uh, that uh, especially young people could share uh, transport over short distances um, And it grew pretty fast um, and then we um, yeah started to build uh, apps around the idea and now we have uh, yeah this website and apps for Android and iPhone and it's named Hexi. Uh, well, I have to say that a lot of the apps to
0: tribe listening to this right now would love to try to repeat what you've done but for their own ideas so you're saying that before you did any coding or had any minimum viable product you actually had an active facebook group tell yeah, us about right.
1: that that's right um yeah we, we we started out with a guy in in stavanger um and he uh, reached out to um to the previous company i, I worked on uh, it was named ants and it was Uh, ride sharing for long distances um, like uh, you know from BlaBlaCar and services like that, SimRide for example in the US Um, and he asked us if we could tweak the product um, so uh, young people in Norway could use it for short distances Um, um, yeah so we we created this group and he invited all his friends and and their friends invited their friends and, and so on and then we had like a critical mass uh, for that area, um, and then we started doing, uh, yeah, research and and started development on, on um, on 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 an web app, and then uh, continued into um, yeah, mobile applications.
0: Uh, okay, so really, what I'm learning from you, Alexander, is that it's good to reach out to someone who has uh, an already effectively big audience on uh, a social media like Facebook. So. The the uh, the guy that you you said you reached out to is he a co-founder as well now.
1: Um, no, he's he's actually not uh, a co-founder of the project, but he he's involved in in that area, so he's kind of a, an ambassador for for Hexi in uh, in Stavanger. Yeah, the, um, re- the reason
0: this is really interesting to me is that uh, over a hundred episodes ago now, we had a wonderful chat with an app developer who did a similar thing in the launch of his app and the idea is almost you're reinforcing this is a good strategy you reach out to someone who has a big following you set up a a group uh, on facebook and then you engage with those people Uh, any tips on the sorts of questions that you were asking early on uh, uh, that would help then determine the uh, the look and feel of the app
1: um i i think it's been uh, really useful for us to you know to so look at this Facebook group and and see how people uh, are interacting with with the theme, uh, which was uh, ride sharing, uh, and you can learn a lot from that because um, you know Facebook has critical mass and and uh, those groups are really uh, well designed and and yeah you can see how people interact and then you can learn um, a lot um, about how you should design the app um, and how how you can start with a minimum um, of development. Um, yeah, and, and if you are able to to create critical mass on a Facebook group, you probably also um, 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 you can you can also build critical mass on, on an app. Uh, but what's really difficult in in uh, um, around these type of services uh, is that yeah, you need critical mass uh, um, to get it to work. Um, so yeah, it. it um, what what I is
0: critical it, mass? What what do you uh, sort of would say like the number of followers on Facebook is that do you have like a number
1: um I would say it it it, uh it it's working for us if there's more than a thousand people in a group um so I don't know that that's for ride sharing I don't know if it's uh for selling secondhand uh, clothes (laughs) or something but that but but for us it's 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 actually working if, if there's more than yeah, I think maybe eight hundred or a thousand. Uh, it depends. But um. uh,
0: and did you see Alexander a lot of uh, downloads then? Because I'm assuming you you built the app, you then waited for Apple to approve it. You've got an Android version as well, I think you said. And uh, did did you then? I guess in the launch strategy, email or, or message uh, those uh, fans. I'm guessing you had to boost the uh, the initial. Uh, announcements on facebook to get exposure but did you see a lot of those people who were following you on on the facebook actually convert to downloads
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And, and that's the that's the amazing thing around facebook groups right now uh um is when you post something or you share your ideas uh um you get a, a quite impressive outreach uh, uh compared to if you just post on a on a fan page uh I think it's only 2% who get uh, your messages. And uh, yeah, on Facebook groups, it's it's really, uh, it's working well. Um, so I think we have converted, I don't know, maybe 70 or 80% of the users uh, or members on that group to, to downloads on our apps. So
0: uh, We're going slightly off on a tangent, but I can't help it. Uh, I didn't realize this. So what you're saying is if you create a Facebook fan page, and then you use no, that not, to
1: not, not not fan page. You, you you have to create a Facebook group.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So if if like so if you create a, a fan page and then you try to engage with your followers of that fan fan page, uh, usually you have to boost the post, pay for the exposure, and you'll get uh, one two percent otherwise of organic traffic. But it, but if you set up a, a group, and then invite people into that group because I've never actually used groups on Facebook Uh, but then you get almost all of your uh, posts will be seen by the uh, group.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's really useful. Um, Yeah, it's great to... uh, That's a great
0: tip, Alexander. I think that's, uh, first of all, I have to say to the apps to try there you go. There's a a massive tip there for uh, helping with the launch strategy. So,
1: but, but it's all, it, it's also great j- just to see if if your idea uh, is actually working. Um, yeah, as I said before, you you can um, yeah if you watch um, you know how the users interact with that Facebook group really closely, you can you, you can get a lot of uh, um, yeah, you can take a lot of interesting stuff out of it and and it can help you design the the app um, correctly from from the first.
0: Yeah. I'm guessing it's almost, you need somebody with a a good following to, to get them into the group, because if you're, you've got no following on Facebook, then the likelihood of just suddenly having a group that you'll actively engage with.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's going
0: to be hard to, to uh, get. So,
1: but you know, if, if, um, if the theme of the group is, um, is interesting for a lot of people, um, you know, then they will invite their friends and their friends will invite their friends. And yeah, that that that's how it worked for us. It's yeah, so it's really useful. I can really recommend it. Yeah, well, it's, it's
0: obviously sounds like it's a great working great for you. And so then you are building this app. Are you managing to uh, what bootstrap the whole idea, or are you uh, fund getting funding from uh, angel investors or venture capitalists?
1: Um, yeah. Then we um, yeah. Then we launched the apps and the website, um, and then it's sp- spread out to the entire Norway. And then um, yeah. And then we got some interest from uh, from angel investors, and we raised a small round, like I think it's two hundred thousand US dollars. Um, yeah. And, then, and now we we're just continuing. It it has uh, we launched in Denmark, and now we're looking into other areas um, because. Yeah, it's really working well in, in Norway and Denmark now, and and um, I think this problem that we are solving is uh, is uh, uh, actual in in many areas uh, of the world. And we of course have some big competitors uh, from the U.S. and from Europe, um, but yeah, for some reason uh, we are able to scale it, uh, you know, um, beside those uh, competitors, and yeah, that's interesting
0: yeah I've actually used the services of I guess it's one of your competitors blah blah car, and I was you know impressed with just this whole ethos of uh ride sharing um because I must admit though the reaction to you know friends and family and my wife in particular was who on earth are you picking up here? <laughs> are they an axe murderer and uh, <laughs> uh there's there's the trust element how did you overcome that fear of you know, wondering who you're actually going to be picking up.
1: Well, of course that's an uh, that's an issue, um, but I think it's it's most um, it's mostly a concern for first time users, uh, because yeah, when you when you meet um, a driver or a passenger, if if you are a driver uh, on the network, um, yeah, then you will immediately create like a relationship, and you know, okay, this is a good guy, this is a bad guy. So if it's a good guy, then you. Uh, continue driving um, with that guy. Um, what we have done uh, is that we synchronize um, the Hexi profile with Facebook. So we take profile picture and some background information. Um, yeah, and you can add a photo of the of the car, and you can um, yeah share information on for how long do you had the driver's license and um, your age and yeah some some basic information about yourself and and that's actually enough for uh for um um yeah for starting using the service um i think you can compare it a little bit to to the stuff tinder is doing with uh with with dating um that you 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 have five photos and then you um like or unlike and if you like and both like you can start uh chatting um and, and you know you don't have to chat that much uh, to learn um, the other person and then you maybe meet up or something. So it, it's a little bit like that. Um. And I must you must be really excited about the future because
0: I do remember reading that Blah uh, Blah Car raised something like 100 million.
1: Yeah, that's uh, amazing. And,
0: uh, yeah, so <laughs> if uh, there must be, uh, you know, because if you're disrupting in effect, the car industry by trying to move uh, people away from having some kind of ownership of cars to getting used to having, you know, a, a ride-sharing service. Uh, have you have you thought much about, you know, the eventual uh, goals? I guess you, are you trying to go global pretty quickly, or is it just going to be more of a, a slow build?
1: I don't know we we're gonna do some uh, conferences around the world over the next six months, um, and and just you know, trying to get a picture of of, um, of um, if Hexi could work in, in other areas uh, of the world. Um, I don't know. I, I think we're still in, in like, a research uh, mode um, on the app um, and trying to see what's working, what's not working. And um, I don't know. Yeah, we, <laughs> we need some more money in the future, uh, I think, if we should scale it uh, really quickly. But... Um,
0: well, I mean, when you said about the small round, that there's a lot of uh, the uh, listeners, apps to try that would say that 200,000 is just wonderful. They would love that kind of investment. What, what uh, What's it like when you get uh, an initial round of funding? Uh, you know, how does that change the, you know, what you're doing? And I'm guessing that you use that to, to hire people and to, uh, to really expand on their development work.
1: Yeah, you, we, we could. Uh, we used it. F- yeah, we we haven't used it all, but we we used it for speeding up development. Um, um, so we have hired two developers um, working on the project. Um, so yeah, it's all about speed um, um, when you when you have something. And and we we really feel that uh, um, yeah we are scratching on something here. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think if, if you if you are able to, you know, build just uh, um, a little critical mass and you can see people are getting back to the system and using it and it creates value, uh, then it's also interesting for, for uh, investors and angel investors.
0: Yeah, uh, there's also a lot of people who would be listening who uh, are yet to get their first backers. And I wondered, you know, given that you uh, have backers, what's it like – Uh, to to work with an angel investor do you have like a lot of restrictions on what you're allowed to do with the investment do you have then certain goals that you're targeted to meet or or is it almost like business as usual but just with a load more extra cash in the bank
1: Uh, i think it's both you know we 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 actually raised those money by an accident actually it, it wasn't like it wasn't like that we were you know looking for money I, I on the previous project I worked on uh, we spent a lot of time trying to raise money and no nobody was interested um, so on this project we were more like okay now we just you know build stuff and we do it really lean and bootstrapping it um, Yeah, and then I just met this guy and told him about the idea and it was for about five minutes, and then he called me the next day and said, hey, can I somehow uh, get on this? I, I I think it's really interesting. Um, yeah, and then, of course, we have you know some goals and some targets um, you know, for the project, but it's… Yeah,
0: what sort of goals and targets? I mean, obviously, you'd be careful about what you disclose and stuff, but I think it's always interesting. Do you have like a, a monetization goal, or is it more like a, a download number or like some kind of… Uh, retention number? What, what sort of metrics are most interested, uh, you know, for, for your development?
1: Um, right now, it, it's more around, you know, how how are people, uh, how users are interacting with the system? Are they coming back? Uh, why are, are they not coming back? Um, so it's, yeah, we're, we're quite focused on this CRM strategy and uh, it's not about, you know, um, crazy amount of downloads and, uh, marketing stuff and, and, uh, trying to monetize, but it's more like, you know, um, how do we create, uh, the most value for, for the users we have now and, um, how can we tweak the product? So, so more, um, users get happy about it. Um, Alexander, there's two things we need to do before we
0: say goodbye to you. And a lot of the entrepreneurs that we speak to uh, have lots of different ideas, You've had an awesome idea, which you're working on now. I wondered if you had any other app ideas that you may have thought about, but uh, don't intend to work on that you could perhaps share with us.
1: Um, so so it's some ideas I have?
0: Yeah, uh, or something that you've come across. Yeah, we are a bunch of uh, developers ourselves. We, we would love to know what to build next and uh you know it's always good to try and get some ideas from others uh, if you have an idea that's great if not then there's something else we could do
1: no but but i think the space uh we are in you know the sharing economy and and on-demand services um um it looks like it will create you know uh, a, a whole ecosystem so there's some you know uh questions around um a sharing economy it, it could be insurance. Uh, it could be background checks on on um, yeah on, on profiles and, and, and people, um, you know, for, for a service like uh, like ours, Hexi, it, it, it would be really useful if if someone could offer you know um, you know great insurance um, for for a sharing uh, economy, um, so that could be an idea. Um, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, okay, so
0: if you're living in San Francisco, this is probably not, doesn't apply to you, but the whole of the world seems to be going more towards uh, share economy, as you say, and and people don't want to own stuff anymore. They just want to have it when they need it and then not have the burden of, you know, paying a regular uh, monthly uh, loan or whatever. So not only are we sharing your ride, but you know, wouldn't it be great to just build that whole thing out so that you? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, so that's a great idea. Anyone listening who wants to kind of contribute to that, then should. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then the, there's the other thing. You know, we decided that um, when we started developing uh, Hexy, we gave ourselves, you know, eight weeks to do the to do the the web app, um, and we we actually launched it after only uh, eight weeks. Um, you know, and now we are trying to set up comp- a, a company in, 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 the, in the UK actually and in Norway and Denmark uh, and we need bank accounts and we need uh, all these type of uh, things and it takes, you know, two, three, four months to get that uh, working. Um, so I, I think there's definitely uh, space for improvements in terms of, you know, just to open a company, it, it's really a pain in the ass right now. Um, <laughs> yeah,
0: I, I know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it, and it's super it,
1: expensive. Yeah. You know, we built this for almost nothing. And, uh, you know, when you, you should hire a lawyer to open the company and do all the terms and no, it's just a pain in the ass. I, I would say that's, yeah, if.
0: I, I think you, there's there needs to be a lot of, uh, of uh, focus on helping uh, entrepreneurs become more global, with uh, the add-on services that are not uh, expensive. That you know, I, I know exactly what you say. I mean, it's easy for for me to set up a company in the UK, but then I already have a lot of the UK things that I need. But if I wanted to set up a company in the US, for example, oh, you know that. I, I mean, just I even looked into getting a merchant a bank account in the US, and it was just a, as you say, a, a complete nightmare. <laughs>
1: yeah, but and just inside uh, Europe, it's really, um, yeah, it's really a pain in the ass because you know you need a, a, um, an address if you want to open a UK account, and and uh, you know those countries are not working uh, very well together. So yeah, that's that. It it would be really interesting with some startups uh, working um, in that area, I think, because it, it also helps, you know, uh, startups from smaller countries like Norway and, and maybe the Baltic countries to, to scale uh, faster. Yeah,
0: yes. It's almost uh, there. There's no wonder why we need a global currency, for example, that's really solid, like a, a Bitcoin, but maybe slightly more stable, where uh, we can just uh, have... Uh, the ability to 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 be global and not have to worry too much about setting up company companies all around the world. Um, okay, so there's one more thing, and uh, this is the App Guy podcast. So we love talking about apps. I'm wondering, um, apart from Haxy.me, uh, what other apps are on your smartphone that you use for your business or your personal life that you could rec- recommend? So some apps that maybe you feel that we uh, haven't come across before.
1: We use um, we use Slack. Yeah. Um, the collaboration uh, um, chatting system—it's uh, really useful. Uh, yeah, and then we use Trello. Do you know that? Yes, uh,
0: Trello. Yeah, that's um, uh, one of our past guests actually went to work for Trello. And oh, cool. Uh, um,
1: yeah, that's really useful, and it's free. And uh, um, I think you have to pay for Slack, but it's—it's it's not that much, and it's really useful. You can create these uh, uh, spaces and yeah and then we use Skype and we use analytics and we use um yeah I think that's it
0: um, you know I was gonna ask you as well um for uh do you actually send a lot of emails internally then or are you actually replacing that with trello and slack
1: yeah completely we we don't send any emails um, um yeah we 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 only use that so you want to speak to my wife she gets uh
0: about 500 emails a day through work and uh, <laughs> so it does seem like quite an antiquated way of communicating internally so
1: yeah i worked for microsoft before and it was only email uh, a little bit yammer i think but it, it wasn't working so yeah it's well that's even yeah, we, worse we, you had to do outlook then <laughs> we, we save a lot of time using uh, slack it's really useful i, I think there's many other uh, companies or apps doing the same thing uh yeah, but this messaging um, chatting system, that's that's really useful. Um, and then Trello for development. And um, of course, we use emails, but it's more for external communication.
0: Yeah. Well, if
1: anyone wants
0: uh, links to those uh, things that we've mentioned, they just go to appguy.co and, and seek out episode 242. And I'll make sure that we uh, put links to the things that have been discussed here. Uh, Alexander, I have to say, it's been a joy and a pleasure talking with a, a startup, entrepreneur like yourself. How best can we reach out and connect with you then? Uh, what, what's the best way of getting in touch?
1: Well, you can uh, find me on Twitter. I'm A-L-E-Q-Z, Alex. Uh, um, yeah, and then, of course, I'm, I'm, I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook and snapchat and instagram and all these <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah actually um, your snapchat is uh yeah becoming a lot more popular i think as a way of uh, getting in touch so uh, I, that,
1: that's uh, another thing i should mention you know we use uh, snapchat for you know um for hexi uh and it's really working well um so we share short videos and photos and and users are sending us a lot of uh, videos and photos when they're out sharing rights and it's yeah that's really a uh a great platform for, you know, talking with the users. So I can really recommend that um, compared to, for example, Facebook, where you don't, as we talked about before, you only 2% get your um, updates, um, then Snapchat is really good.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of companies are turning to alternatives. And I, I, need, I must admit, I need to use Snapchat a lot more than I, I currently am. <laughs> and uh, so uh, is there a way of w- when users send you videos, are they like open? Because uh, obviously Snapchat was built on a very private mechanism for communicating, but is it becoming like quite common then to to have Snapchatters being very open with their posts?
1: Um, no, it's still closed. You know you, you cannot save save them, and you don't do that, and you don't repost them. But it's I don't know. It's it, it's just it's it's just working. You know, talking with the with the users of your service um, on Snapchat. So it's it's not like you're getting super viral content, um, but I don't know. The user, you know, the f- the friends are growing, and yeah, it it's um it, it's it's interesting. Um, they just launched some new features um, with this discover feature where you can follow big uh, media companies like National Geographic and CNN and stuff. Um, so I think they will move into that direction, um, you know, to get brands um, and companies on on Snapchat in the future.
0: Yeah, I guess that's where the money is. So uh. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Yeah. Well, ha- thank you very much for joining us on the App Guy podcast. All the best with uh, Haxi.me. I feel like we've got you very early in your journey to towards that uh, 100 million possible uh, buyout. And yeah. uh, uh, thanks so much for. You uh, know, thanks journey. for having me. And let us know how we can obviously help you out.
1: Thanks.